0: Welcome to Nature Within You Yoga, a podcast that explores how yoga intersects with our lives in ways both simple and profound. I'm Patty Premari, a yoga teacher and educator.
1: Hi everybody, I'm Susan McNamara, a friend of Patty's, and I'm also a yoga teacher and an educator. And we're coming to you from the beautiful hills of East Hampton
0: Mass, where the leaves are just beginning to turn golden and in red and amber. And we're officially now in fall. So yesterday was the autumnal equinox. And so today, I thought what we could do is spend some time just talking about some yoga hacks for the fall.
1: Mm, That sounds good.
0: Yeah. So Susan, I went to your class last Wednesday night, as you know, up um, in your yurt. And something you said really, really, I was glad I went. I don't often get out to classes anymore because I'm so busy preparing for my own classes that Mm -hmm. it's hard to get out and find the time to go to another class. But I'm so glad I did because something you said about um, the fact that in traditional Chinese medicine, it is the time of the lungs. So fall is the season of the lungs. And um, just some further research I was doing, also the large intestine. So I was wondering if you could talk a little bit
1: about that. Mm. So in Chinese medicine, they'll pair the organs together. And so the lungs and the large intestine are paired together as a team. and with this being the time of fall, this is the season of the lungs and the large intestine. And so what that basically means is that this is a time of year that we want to pay a little bit more attention to the health of the lungs and the health of the large intestine. And so what that can look like is anything from, you know, making sure that you're eating and moving in a way so that you're, you've you got um, good digestion and good elimination. Um, and then the lungs, you know, being What practices and um, what foods can we look at that will help support the lungs? Because we know that at this time of year, you know, I I just taught a class, my class at the college today, and probably 40% of the room was coughing already Mm. with colds.
0: Yeah. I noticed even just in the few weeks um, between when I started school and now, I look up at the leaves and even the leaves look a little drier. Mm. And... We know that the days are getting a little shorter, a little less sunlight, the nights are getting a little cooler, except for that little heat wave we just had come in (laughs) these past couple of days. Um, And so we really are, we're coming into this big transition time. Mm. Um, It's definitely not the, the lazy days of summer. People are back to work. You know, lots of stuff is going on.
1: And I think that and. point that you're making about the leaves, too, is such an important one for both the lungs and the large intestine because we know, for instance, that if we get dehydrated, that can lend to constipation. Mm -hmm. And then if you're dehydrated in the lungs and the tissues get really dried out, that just makes you more vulnerable to the viruses and the bacteria that happen to be floating around. And, you know, these aren't things that we typically talk about in the West. But if you look at the Eastern traditions, these are the things that they really look at is how can we look at these different systems and look at the, the changes of the season and to do things to bring ourselves back into balance. Mm,
0: right. Because we are part of nature. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's one thing that many of us, we do forget because we're so tech savvy, you know, and we have our nice, warm, cozy homes and, you know, we do spend a lot of time indoors as a culture, but we really are part of nature. Mm. And, you know, as the season shift, um, Our bodies shift, too. Mm. And so trying to do some things, um, both on the mat and off the mat, to keep those lungs healthy and hydrated. It's kind of funny because I know that the lungs are uh, associated with some pretty heavy emotions, Mm. like grief and sadness. Mm. Um, And and then the large intestines are all about elimination. So Mm. I think that this is the type of time of year when we're supposed to deal with our shit and then let it go.
1: <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. Just deal with your shit and you will feel so much better. Yeah, yeah. And it's the same thing, you know, whether it's like, you know, actual physical shit or your like emotional <laughs> shit, right? Is like to 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 be with it, to be present to it. You know, the the uh, most of us don't like to feel grief and don't like to feel sadness. And yet... We all do. Mm. And those emotions can be really informative, because one of the things that they do is they slow us down. Mm. You know, they slow us down when you're when you're feeling a little depressed or a little grief stricken or a little sad. And in that slowdown, you get an opportunity to see yourself in a new way. Right. Doesn't so, have to be like a negative. That's why I love the stuff with the Chinese medicine because they don't look at it like it's this horrible thing to avoid. Right. It's just part of the process, basically. Mm, part of life. Part, part of, of life. living life. Life sometimes is really sad, you know. And if, you know, in this day and age, if you're not grief stricken sometimes, like, I don't know, either you're highly medicated or you're not paying <laughs> attention. But <laughs> there's a lot of things to grieve right now.
0: Yes, there there certainly is. <laughs> um. So I've been dealing with, um, I've I've been doing a lot of like lung opening and deep breathing to get into these um, more deeper parts of the lungs, Mm -hmm. my lungs. And I've been noticing that I've been thinking about my father a lot. Mm -hmm. And he died really young. He died at 53. And so I never really got to know him when I was an adult. And I'm feeling a little sad about that, like, Wow, I really wish that I had known my father as an adult because I think that our relationship could have been so different. You know, I, I feel like I never really got to know him that well. And so it, it really is happening to me that these feelings are sort of bubbling
1: up. And, and, and are you, a, so, like, do you think that that's because you've been working with the postures around the lungs? I
0: mean, I don't know. It mm. could be, right? It could be. It would make sense that it is.
1: I think so. I mean, that's the whole thing. I mean, that's certainly been my personal experience. And I know that it was definitely, you know, the the yogi's way back ancient kind of ideas that you're working into different parts of the body and you're unlocking things that have been there, you know, like that old new age expression, you know, your issues are in your tissues. And <laughs> so if you start to move your body, things that have been maybe held there in the structure and the tissues do start to make their way to the surface. Yeah.
0: And, and these feelings can be sad, but yeah. better to let them go.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, it really reminds me of when you think about cultures, nomadic kind of cultures, and, and I think you might have brought this up at your class, Susan, where you would summer in one location, mm. and then your tribe would move to a new location. But before you left you would say, do I need this? Do I need that? Do I need this? And you would only bring those things forward to the new location, the new season, right? Because you might overwinter inland um, that you really, really need it and you would leave the rest. Mm. So it's a way of saying, what, what do I want to bring into this new season? It's really an interesting thing to think about.
1: Yeah. I mean, can you imagine what a profound practice that was if like every time the season shifted, we shed, you know, cause you see that all mm-hmm. over nature, right? That mm-hmm. the, the animals, the trees, the, the, the life outside is constantly shedding and renewing and shedding and renewing. And it's not dragging forward all of its baggage from the previous season. And that's, I think really one of the gifts too, that if you can be with the emotions like grief or sadness, that there's a way that it will complete itself. Mm. You know, that if you just give it the time to run its cycle and then you're able to move into a different place because that's wisdom, right? Like if you have, and compassion, because if you have the capacity to be in your own grief, like look what you're going to be able to do for other people. Well
0: said, Mm. really, really well said. So some of the, um, asana, the asana practice, the poses that will um, help to open the lungs are um, things like backbends, Mm. gentle backbends. Um, Some of my favorites for backbends are cow pose. So that's the pose that you do when you're in table. And we come from cow to cat pose. And I also really like the cobra Mm. for these kind of backbends that open up the whole front of the body and really Then concentrating on bringing the breath deep within the lungs. Do you have any favorites?
1: I do. Um, I love both of the ones that you're talking about, and I was just doing, you know, sort of a variation on the cobra today, the sphinx. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's, you know, if you don't know that one, that's literally you're on your belly and you look like a sphinx with the forearms on Mm -hmm. the floor, Mm -hmm. and that one is so good because it's easier than the cobra Mm. for some people and then they then you can really dip into the kind of broadening through the collarbones opening up through the lungs and I was doing it today because I had so many students coughing and congested Mm. in the room and so it's just that's another one that I love at this time of year
0: right right it's kind of like when we breathe deeply into the lungs in these positions it's almost like an internal workout for the lungs because mm. we're really asking the lungs to do their job completely. Because in our normal everyday-to-day lives, we're not breathing deeply into the lungs. So when we take the time to do that, we're giving those lungs an internal workout, and we're we're saying we want you to work here. And when we know we know that when we work out a part of our body, it gets stronger.
1: Right.
0: So um, another, I love doing side bends. Yeah, to get into, like, the side of the lung, like a crescent moon. Um, it could be done on the knees. It could be done on the feet. But that's a really, really nice pose to get into the side lung. And I've even found, like, today, just focusing on the back of the lungs when um, I'm in a forward fold is also a really nice way to, you know, get into the lung tissue,
1: yeah. I I love that too. I mean, that's one of my favorite things to either do or to guide because I had read a while back that the densest lung tissue is at the back mm. of the lungs. And so when you direct the breath back there, you have access to all of this lung tissue, which means your whole, you know, organism is going to be more oxygenated. But then I just find it brings this really soothing kind of feeling while at the same time, you're getting this like little stretch to the back of the body. Because I don't know about you, but like, I forget sometimes that the lungs are on the sides and the lungs are in the back. You know, we think about them being in the front.
0: Every time you see a picture of the lungs, it's the front of the lungs. I mean, so I think for many of us, (laughs) oh, the lungs are this one dimensional thing. Mm -hmm. But in actuality, they're three dimensional. And they're almost like these two little like Balloons inside mm. there. So they just fill up with air on the inhalation and then they contract back down on the exhalation. They're really amazing things. I read today that if you stretched the lung tissue out, it would be as wide, and this is unbelievable, as half of a tennis court. Wow. It's like the organ system that contains the most surface area of anywhere else in our bodies.
1: Oh, that's so funny you're saying that because our mutual friend Ann was just telling me that same thing recently and she said something like it's like seven times the amount of the surface area of your skin, which seems like that would have been the biggest organ, right? Because yeah. it's the biggest surface area, but yeah. it's actually the lungs. I
0: know. It is so incredible. Yeah. Um, another thing to think about in the fall, another yoga hack would be just to to slow down a little bit, to, to um, allow yourself to be a little bit more introspective. Uh, because it, I know for me that once I get back to work, my regular you know nine to five job, um, not quite that because I'm a teacher, but so my hours are different, but when I am back there teaching, my life just fills up with so much work. Yeah. And at the same time, I'm trying to do all the social things I did in the summer <laughs> and I'm getting exhausted. <laughs> I just don't have it in me. So one of the things to do is to say no, right? To be a little bit more choosy when we're choosing our social activities,
1: Yeah. I think that's such a good point. It's like the whole vibe when you were talking about the leaves, you know, falling off the trees, it's letting go. And, Mm. you know, can we let go of some of the more external over busyness of the summer Mm. in the service of, you know, coming into a little bit more, like you're saying, introspection? Mm.
0: Yeah. I think of it as like going out and picking the perfect pumpkin. You know, you're going to sort of pick and choose your social Calendar. Yeah. A little bit more. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Being a little bit more choosy. Makes good sense. Yeah. So on the mat, what this might look like is just having a quieter practice, you know, taking longer um, with like some opening breath work, pranayama, and really just taking that time, you know, five minutes to just breathe before you even start to uh, come into any. Poses, And also on the other end of the practice, taking a slightly longer shavasana. So if you're a yoga teacher, these would be two easy ways to incorporate a a little bit more quietude in a yoga practice. Mm -hmm. Um, And then this whole idea of letting go um, and releasing what no longer serves you. I was thinking that twists twists are a good way to kind of like i think of twists as like ringing out Mm. ringing out the old to replace it with something new
1: Mm. yeah and i always i mean i'm sure you get the same experience but with the twist i can really feel that through my lungs and i can Mm. also feel that through my large intestine too and so you're You know, that's one of the beautiful things about yoga is you're getting that internal massage based on some of the, you know, the shapes that we're putting our bodies into. And I think twists are great for that system. Yeah, right.
0: So are there any other um, poses that you like for any of this, this uh, opening the lungs or twisting or...
1: Mm. I really resonate with what you're saying about the slowing down of the practice. You know, it's it's one thing to have a more physical, fiery practice, I think, during the summertime. But this really is the time to be slowing it down. And, you know, it sounds like we have the same thing. You know, for me, that means the breath. And so that means you know i'm more inclined at this time of year to start my practice in child's pose and you know i might be there i don't know 5 minutes just breathing and mm. and and that's really what my focus is and i know that that sometimes can feel to people like they're not getting enough or they really need to work harder or something to get the tension out of the body but i guarantee you if you build something like that in you just everything works better everything feels better you know you don't have to be like going forward at this time of year
0: yeah this could be a time to just care for yourself yeah during this transition yeah into the autumn season this beautiful beautiful autumn season and so as we're coming to an end here i'll just um remind everybody that this is nature within you yoga podcast And you can visit me at com, or contact me at pattypraymari at gmail.com. That's P-A-T-I-P-R-A-Y-M-A-R-I at gmail. Namaste, everyone. And Susan, thank you for being here.
1: Thanks for having me, Patty. Take care. Bye. Bye.